What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You're tuning here to the Tuesday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing Mr. Stan, spinning the one and twos. 1-800-707-9760 is your number to participate. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. Make sure you continue to visit their website. You can shop for the comforts of your own home, have weekly new products coming in every week. And this first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential or commercial needs. They'll give you a free estimate. All you have to do is go to waytogrowlandscape.net. That is Way to Grow, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 1-800-707-9760. If you know what you want to talk about, it's open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that we discussed on yesterday's show, if you didn't have an opportunity to call, you could get through. You could parlay that over to today. And anything that we're discussing on the docket today that you want to weigh in and give your opinion on, feel free to do that as well. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, if you need to reach out to me or follow me, you can do it at Twitter, at SportsGrind. If you want to stream the show and they leave comments that we'll get to uh, if they're appropriate and they make sense, you can go log on to the business page of Sports Grind Entertainment, and you can also go to my personal page, and you can log on to the show and stream the show through those uh, options. Also, don't forget if you miss any of the uh, daily shows, or you're behind a day or whatever you can, or whatever you might find behind. You didn't caught the show halfway through. You can go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the daily podcast every day. One eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven sixty. What's up, Mister Clark? Ready to rock and roll. All right, man, Mister Sam's. What's up, fellas? How we doing? Doing all right. I think we've got uh, World Cup qualifying action as we speak between Portugal, right? And the team that the country that upset Italy, or knocked them out, I should say. Yeah, right? North Macedonia. Okay, North Macedonia. How many cups have they qualified for ever? I mean, that. I'm going to say the over under is 0.5, and I'll take the under. <laughs> All right, so we've got that going on. Um, and that's in, and the thing about that, if I'm not mistaken, that's a winner in, loser out. So, you know, again, that's kind of news in Portugal. I mean, they've got arguably one of the best players in the world, one of the best players ever to play on their team. So if they miss the World Cup, that's news as well, too. So I, I saw that yesterday evening. I was like, that's interesting. That's a winner in, winner out situation. So you got that going on. Also, a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, we've got uh, meetings, NFL owner meetings that we're going to jump into here shortly. A lot of things popping off down in Florida from the meetings that we've got to get into, Jerry Jones has bespoken. He's talking about the departure of Amari Cooper and the Randy Gregory situation. El Paso, well, I'm the one that made that call. Whatever, Jerry. That one hurt. That one stung. Maybe not as bad as DeMar- uh, as uh, DeMarcus Ware, but it's damn near in the neighborhood. And the same chick stole him from you both times. But anyway... Um, he talked about that, so we'll talk about Jerry uh, Jerry Jones's comments. Also, we've got rule changes. I definitely want to talk about this. I'm like, really? You know, the OT, uh, the OT rules have changed in the NFL. Want to take a look at that as well. Uh, you got, um, you know, we're only about what a week and a half, two weeks away from Augusta. You got reports out there, paparazzi hanging out. On the grounds and reportedly Tiger Woods is having practice rounds at Augusta. That to me, that would be amazing um, if he's able to play competitive golf barely almost a year, a little bit over a year passed from his accident, especially if his debut would be at Augusta. 
they had airplane trackers this morning wow. where people were keeping a, a report as to what what planes left out of Florida, and they have, of course, the yeah. the, the tail code for his private jet, and right. they saw it with a with a log destination. Of Augusta, I was like, "Wow!" Yeah, that's. I mean, big news, man. I mean, just having them there, having him there at the tournament would mean a lot. But we'll see. There's just reports out there practicing, so uh, we'll keep our eye on that throughout the week. Uh, also, uh, you have uh, we talk about we're waiting for the final four that's going to be taking place this Saturday on the men's, and you got the women that have kind of completed theirs. You know, UConn is punching their ticket to another Final Four. You know, if you listen to this show long enough, you know that I used to have battles and I used to bang on UConn and Geno because at the time I'm like, man, who are they competing against? Like, it's one of those, that you know, Geno's a great, especially as my favorite, one of my favorite basketball coaches, men or women of all time, in the late, great Pat Summit. Um, basically, especially toward the end of her years when she was done coaching and, and all that, they, I mean, UConn was really what? But now... In 2022, and really the last couple years, that gap has started to close a little bit. When you talk about the Stanfords, when you talk about, you know, the Baylors, when you talk about South Carolina, teams like that. So, and this Final Four matchup, I mean, they'll have the defending champs right out the gate. Uh, speaking of Stanford, okay, which Russ is a good support man. He's at the games live. He was there the other day. I think his niece or somebody plays on Stanford, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, um, but it's exciting. I've told you the play's gotten better. Um, I can actually tolerate it, sit down and watch it. I think really the athletes, the young ladies have gotten better, and the brand of basketball is better. So UConn and um, Stanford, that's going to be an interesting semifinal matchup with them. NBA, the pros continue to roll on. Your San Antonio Spurs hold off a late push by the Rockets and get a win on the road to stay. And, you know, when you look up, they're in this 10th play-in mix. Um did I think that they would be here uh, prior to All-Star break, right at the break? Probably not. I mean, but they're in the mix. But also that tells me a lot about the Lakers of the world, which we'll get to them, the you know the Pelicans of the world, all these teams that I feel that are in this situation are not really playoff teams, okay? Uh, they're not. And, I, and the only reason why, and again, I think, to be honest with you, I think it's 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 arguable that you might think that the Spurs, you could make an argument that maybe out of these bottom teams that are fighting in, that their talent is especially their young talent is just on par, if not better than some of these young teams. But the reason why the Spurs in this playoff situation, they they've just had a hard time being consistent all year, and that's been the theme for the last few years. And that's the reason why I don't really look at them as a playoff team, regardless of this play-in situation. And that's the reason why I think the league needs to do away with this. They need to go back. And go to the original eight and eight, or they need to do what's been rumored for years and just go back to 16 teams, reseed them, not an east and a west, and just reseed them and go from there. But this play in crap is, is, it needs to put in, it needs to put a bullet in it, in my opinion. Now, this has been a problem with the Eastern Conference in the past, but this is an issue with the West where you talk about playoff teams and who actually fits. The eighth seed with the Los Angeles Clippers is still under 500. Do you think that they do even even if you just go with that original eight, do you think that we have a real contention for for the playoffs out of the West anyway, outside of the top two, three options? You mean in regards to like the one through eight or what are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, to- if you look at the traditional one through eight, like you're right. saying, cut it off at eight. I mean, you still have a sub 500 team right now. If, if, That's if we're fine. At the end today. That's, That's making fine. the playoffs. But, but they're, they're this They legitly earned whether they're above 500 or not eight spots. 
this expansion, like it's it comes to the point where you because in my opinion, you're really you're not watching high level basketball in the ninth and tenth spots or whatever. For the exceptions of, like I said, the one exception, and this will be the one exception to the rule, I think, going forward, is when you talk about the Brooklyn Nets. And because the reason why they that type of team with a Kevin Durant and a Kyrie Irving, okay, is only in this ninth and eighth and tenth position tweaking all that is because of, you know, mandate rules in the state of New York and Kyrie not playing home games. So to me, I just feel like it's time to go ahead and just do away with it. And regardless, but you got that going on, but your Spurs are in the mix in one of those play in games. I don't know if that's good news for a lot or bad news in general. Me, it's always a sign I'm staying in no man's land, but hey, you know, they've got three picks regardless, but I would still rather than finish like 11th or 12th just to get that chance is better to get in that top three, top four. Also, speaking of NBA and those Clippers, Paul George is, Paul George is, Supposed to be ruled as he's he's getting on the verge of being probable and inching close to the return to the court for the Clippers. Um, this is uh, I, I, this doesn't make sense to me. I, I just feel that you know I credit Paul George for trying to give back. Um, you know he, he's getting paid a lot of money from the Clippers to play basketball. But the big scheme, the grand scheme of this thing, the reason why Kawhi left Toronto and, you know, Paul left OKC and forced his hand there was to win a championship. That's not happening this year with this team. And I feel that if you have your second best player that's also missed a lot of time for injuries in the games, the way this is, the position they are right now in the West, punt on the season, man, which I came in here a couple months ago and say, hey, I think Clippers have put on the season because I didn't anticipate Paul George coming back. But then I hear this news this morning, and it just really doesn't make any sense to me why they're trying to bring Paul George now when you could just save it. I mean, Paul's no spring chicken either, you know. He had a, a catastrophic injury years ago in the Olympics, you know, qualifying games. You let his legs get another fresh takeoff pretty much this season, come back in October, and see 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 you again and get it going. That's just my opinion. It doesn't make any sense for them to try to bring him back right now. Not even to make a Brooklyn Nets kind of run out of that eighth seed. No, because even if you even if you fight, no, because Paul. I mean, look, I told you months ago that I I feel that what Tyron Lou was doing, and the fact that he even has them in playoff contentions without two of his best players and without a top three player in this league, speaking of Kawhi, and hadn't had him all year and not going to have him. He deserved, he's His coaching job, I mean, he's not getting it, because but the coach in a year award votes, he could get one or two. I can make an argument for one or two, but even with that said, they're not built to make no type of run in the West. They're not going to, I mean, they play good defense. Um, sometimes, you know, they have laws that they have a problem scoring because they've been out with the, That's a lot of offensive production missing between Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Bringing Paul George back and missing all this time in this season and bringing him at this point when we're down to the last week and a half of the regular season, pretty much two weeks tops, that makes no sense for me when you're looking at the big picture. They were brought there to win a championship, put on the season. If you get in in the A spot, whatever, do what you can with what you got. But I'm not risking Paul George and his shoulder situation or even especially required just for to see if we can win a playoff series. You know, that's just my opinion. one 800 707 9760. Also, NBA wise, this has been coming across my radar. Chicago Bulls are leaking major oil coming down, getting ready to playoffs. You know, there was a lot of steam for DeMar 
before the All Star break about All Star is he is he MVP candidate? He MVP candidate. I came in here and told you, you know, they've got they they had an zero and twelve, zero and thirteen record at one time against top teams in East and West. Meaning they're not beating any of the top teams that are the top three seeds in each conference. Um, they lost yesterday to the Knicks. Um, after losing, I forgot who they lost before that was a pretty much a, uh, I don't know if they got blown out, but they lost, you know, they go, what did you got? Jonas? They lost pretty bad to the Pelicans yeah. and to the Bucks. The, that, was, that was like a 30 point loss to yeah. the Bucks. Uh, they're four and six in the last 10. Yeah. They're leaking major oil, major oil all over the driveway. Um, there's something missing with this team. I mean, I like, you know, Levine, of course, DeMar still had an MVP type season. I mean, he's falling off. From his team has fallen off so weird. He's not winning the MVP. I never thought maybe he really was until he got close that one strike. Like, man, this guy might be able to do it. And we talked about it on the show. Uh, but I think overall they're missing something. They're not, I don't think that this team, they've got to probably get another piece in there because I think when you look at the Bucks, I mean, you look at Brooklyn, I mean, you even look at Philly, and I feel like something's missing with Philly as well, too. But they still have, you know, a better roster, I think, than even the Bulls. There's something missing, and I think Billy Donovan is a good coach, but there's something with that. So that's another team that I think coming down the stretch is really, really struggling, and and I don't know how much a factor they're going to be uh, once they get into the Eastern Conference playoffs. Well, one of those pieces they are missing is Lonzo Ball, you know, being the point guard, being the distributor. Do you yeah. think that could be it, and that's why their chemistry is off right now? Well, that's a good point. You know, totally forgot about his injury, him being out. But I think the way they're losing, though, I mean, because, you know, and even with some of those, I mean, Lonzo was there for all those 0-13 games, okay? I mean, he ain't been out that long. I just feel like, of course, you lose a player like him is going to hurt them. But I think even with him in the lineup, I've seen this team kind of like cool off since after the break. I mean, they've kind of cool. They had some momentum. You know, DeMar had MVP, you know, momentum, and I think that's all kind of fizzled out. 1-800-707-976. So, NFL, it's been a summer and a off season like no other. Uh, well, not in the summer yet, but a spring, I should say, like no other. Um, and winter meetings of owners is something I always pay attention to every year. Okay, and even if I didn't do this show, I'd probably still pay attention to it because this is where, you know, we've never seen this many trades and things go down. We've talked about that a lot, that we haven't seen any offseason like this, but also all the time, even in not as offseason like this, this is where deals get made. This is where, you know, after everybody that didn't win the Super Bowl, that, you know, even won the Super Bowl, everybody's decompressed already. And now you're really focusing in that next league coming up. So this is the first time where reporters really and the Adams of the world and the Jay Glaze will really get owners and GMs and coaches in one area post the previous season. And you always get things shaking out of these meetings regardless and nuggets. And there's a quite a few of them. And we'll start first with something that I talked about Weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, when we talked about the deal and what was going on, and the big news is Deshaun Watson contract. Now, according to Locker 4 of CBS, he's reporting there are numerous, and there's only 32 of them. There's only 31 other besides the guy that pulled the trigger on there. There's 31 other owners that are really have a problem with this new contract with Deshaun Watson. And I figured that was going to be the case because the word has it. A lot of people think this has changed the game 
forever. The genie's out of the bottle. Now, one thing I learned that I didn't know, full transparency, and this just shows you the type of money you need on hand to, to operate and do business in the NFL as an NFL owner. Okay. And this is the reason why things like this is the reason why you heard years. And I even poke fun that, you know, uh, trust fund baby, Mr. Mark Davis was pretty much, he had to get out of Oakland because he just wasn't being able to get the capital to go ahead and operate and keep up with the Joneses of the world. No pun intended to Jerry, but that's just the reality. Now, what I didn't even know transparency is when you talk about giving a guy a guaranteed contract, such as this amount of money, or when you talk about giving him a guarantee, whatever parts of the contract, you've got owners have to put that in escrow. And this has been around since the time. This is even before the big money even got to the point to that. But I want to get more into that. I want to get into Jerry's comments as well. Um, also, there's some other things in it, but we really want to talk about this rule change because I'm not feeling it for the most part. I told you that when it was rumored. I think this is a rush situation. And off, off the bat, I want to know why it is like this, which we'll get into it when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark. Sam, spin the one or twos. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready to drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included, and whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark. It's the Sam Spin, the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky Online, and this next segment is going to be sponsored by Tylow Orchid, located at the Dominion. If you're ever out in the Rim area shopping, Fiesta, Texas, just head on down right there to the Tylow Orchid at the Dominion. They're open Monday through Friday from 5 to 9 p.m. through Saturday, I should say, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. They have a nice family atmosphere that you can eat at, a lot of things to choose from from their menu. I personally eat there a lot all the time. Great hospitality, know the owner, very good family. That is Tylow Orchid, official sponsor of the Sports Group. All right, so back to the situation hand I want to dive into is these NFL meetings that's going on and what's coming out of these meetings. And let's go back to what we were talking about, about the contract impact and getting pushback from owners um, in the league. Um, Yes, the escrow aspect of it. Um, now some people might say, damn, Kel, you didn't even know that. Well, no, I mean, there are no, there's certain things that you put in escrow to do, but I'm saying the guaranteed 
money aspect of it because you would think like, okay, the team is insured, the NFL, you've got to go through your assets, all that, just even get approved to get a seat at the table out of the 32. But they don't even take that as, hey, your word's good for it. They actually mean, hey, you want to give out this money? This So think about that. So Haslam, the owner of the Browns and Flying Jays, is that the name of it? I think yeah, I've passed pi- a few of those down on 10. Yeah. You know, I've passed a few of those, you know. Like, man, I gotta use a restroom going there. I ain't use that restroom. Dirty sale. Yeah, flying Jays. Anyway, has yeah, we've all been there. So Haslam, he so $230 million guaranteed. And you can look at this on CBS Sports. because uh, like breaking it down because of the way Deshaun's language, and keep in mind, this was actually a raise. So Deshaun's actual contract that he signed with the Texans was actually an extension that still exists. So that means the no trade clause is still in there. Everything is is active. But due to the fact that they bumped him up in the raise, and they did kind of put some language in there, like, hey, if you get a suspension, you know, technically that's only $1 million you're paying in salary. But Haslam had to go write a check for $180 million to put in escrow. That's what Haslam had to put down out of his finances and his companies or whatever, $180 million in escrow to pay for 10, 15, 20 years of Brown's mistakes at the quarterback position. That's what the price was. And so you can only imagine Haslam showing up to the meetings, to the, you know, getting there, getting off his private jet, coming into these meetings with all the owners and half of them in the room. And it's just talking. Everybody's talking because Goodell, no one's basically taking the front. And the conversation's like, yeah, you bleed this SOB, this desperate, this guy's taking civil suit and he's done this and all that. Oh, hey, Jim, what's going on? What's up, man? And the whole thing's like, no, we ain't going to cut to that. We won't talk about this guy, what he just did to us. Those are really conversations that are taking place. And the way they put it in the piece is the fact that this is never going to change. It's out there. So you've got guys and agents. Agents will be asking for this and the fully guaranteed. And what's crazy to me, it took a desperate situation from an organization and a generational talent at the quarterback position to be on the market because he was forced out. And then the way this played out from Baker saying, hey, man, it's best for us to both move on. You got this situation. And really it comes down to how didn't want to lose. That changed the landscape going forward without even having to go through a CBA, having to go through whatever, that basically the more ask of guaranteed contracts are really going to be in the flux of the system. And you can think, you can think the Cleveland Browns, of the NFL to do that because if you are the Baltimore Ravens and you're looking at Lamar J, if you are, and let me tell you something, the two franchises that shop at the dollar general store constantly in the NFL that basically will live off top ramen. And that's the Cincinnati Bengals. And that is the LA chargers, the Spano family. And look who they've got on the horizon. They've got Hibbert and they've got Burrow and can and this and a team in the AFC in their conference just gave a guy two hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed that's facing twenty two civil suits. If if you're those and let me tell you something, I Cincinnati, I like the way they turned around. They've done that, but I'm telling you for a fact, the owners and everybody knows. I gave you the two organizations that don't like spending money, but part of that is the reason why Philip Rivers ain't got a ring to this day. Because he wasted a lot of time with that family, that organization. They come 13-3. and three. Oh, well, you know, we're going to sell off this. John Merriam, let him go. He ain't paying him. Well, Damian Thomas, been nice. Get out of here. 
Marty Shine number, not good enough, go, because we don't want to pay you that. They cost Phillip Rivers partially of why he's, 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 he's ringless. So imagine going into a meeting where Hazlitt, as, as, I mean, where you have Jim Haslam, the owner of the Browns, who's just changed this market by desperate decision. I think it's worth I mean, I think I'm props for Deshaun, and I'm still down. Cleveland had to do it. But just think how that's changed. And if you're one of these owners, okay, of, let's say, you know, Sean Conn, Jacksonville, I mean, he got money. I mean, he's, he's that. But just think about, if you know, if you're Jacksonville, they don't sell a lot of tickets. And again, think about the Chargers. I mean, yes, they moved to L.A. They pretty much piggybacked on the Rams and Kroenke. They allowed them to be a roommate. Like, as long as you pay the electricity bill, we'll let you stay here. That's what it is. They coattailed them, which I've told you that I don't feel sorry for the Spano family because they could have beat Mark Davis down to Vegas. They had a chance to go down there before the Raiders even started entertaining. They didn't do it. Now they're riding coattail. But just wanted to bring that up, the fascinating part of what it costs to do business and what you're giving these guys when you're talking about guaranteed money. As an owner, you got to go scratch that check and you got to find that money to put in escrow. But isn't this on the other owners to maintain the line, hold the line? This is like this reminds me of when everybody was trying to sell their GameStop stock in 2020 uh, 2020 mm-hmm. right and everybody's like don't sell don't sell because once you do you're going to depreciate the value and we're all going to have to follow line follow in suit so if the haslams cleveland went and went and they sold their share they said no 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 the price of winning i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna get out now i'm gonna buy my quarterback now 230 million dollars guaranteed but now it's on the rest of the owners to co- as a collective, 31 owners, hold that line. When free agency comes around next year and it's time to pay for the next hot free agent quarterback, do not give the, do, do not give the guaranteed contract. Me, Don't do it. And, it, and it's going to come down to they're going to be sweating. Owners are going to be sweating because they're like, man, but if I, if, I, if I just get him, if I get him, we can turn around our fortunes. And that's what Cleveland did this year. That's what that's the way they looked at this. If we just get this guy, we're going to turn it around. So now the other thirty-one, while they're while they're shutting out the Haslam's in the in the meetings, giving them the cold shoulder, they need to unite then and say, when this comes around next year, none of us are going to do that. Uh, because Sal- if we give them the power, if we give the, the agents the power of we're going to get we're going to concede to their demands for guaranteed contracts. Then it's gonna be a then it's gonna be a snowball effect. I'll tell you right now what you just said. It sounds good because then not all thirty one older is gonna hold a line. Because you know why? Because what you won't give that premium quarterback, somebody else will. Because at the end of the day, you generate your money off of winning. And right now, where we are, the, the this is the owner's fault. Because it goes back to my next take about my next thing I want to get into about this rule change in OTs. This is the owner's fault. They've changed and they've applied by rules that have made this heavy, heavy offensive minded league. That you can't basically play muck and chuck. You can't play physical on the rise receiver. You can't do that. So therefore, you yes, you need to build a complete team because I think what you saw, the Rams had a pretty good team before they add Matthew Stafford. The Tampa Bay Bucks had a pretty good team before you added Tom Brady. Okay, so it is still board to important to build your team from the inside out, from the trenches on out. But the reality of it is, you can't build those defenses that you can ride all the way to the Super Bowl. That is done. The last one we saw that was in 2016. That is done. 
because the rules won't allow it. So therefore, what's the trickle down? What's the cause and effect of that is because you made this so quarterback heavy. That if you don't have one of those, you're not getting to a Lombardi. And if you're not getting to the Lombardi, you're not getting that kind of money in the revenue for the for the fan base. It's too competitive. So that you won't get all those owners to hold the line because for one franchise, this was created storm because if if Cleveland doesn't do that, Atlanta was ready to pounce. They would have done it. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? If if Atlanta didn't want to do that and it really came down to it, Carolina was basically could have came in at the like, hey, well, I thought you were off the list. Well, we'll give it to you. What's going to come out of this, I believe, too, because of this, and, and due to the fact that I kind of knew this, but locking forward, which I don't agree, everything he reports, but it, due to the fact he put this out there, doesn't mean he does, he's not credible, but I just still sometimes I don't go with everything he says. But due to the fact he put this out there, I'm going to tell you that I believe what's going to happen after this. Don't be surprised in the next few weeks if you hear the Cleveland Browns being investigated about this deal, and I'm dead serious about this deal because what I've even heard before this story came out, Atlanta, a lot of these teams were in Deshaun because one of the rules that's in the CBA, what they were not supposed to do, is you're not supposed to talk numbers and contracts. And basically, I heard Adam Schefter with his own words say this. He said, Cleveland and Haslam went gangster with it. He goes, that's all I'm going to say because there's no way, other owners want to know, there's no way this type of contract and this number is there. And ready to go, and he does a 180 without already talking numbers to him. So if other owners feel like, well, damn, dude, if I knew that's what it was going to take, I would have gave it. Don't be surprised if I if I put odds on it would be very likely that the Cleveland Browns are going to be investigated for this doing because now you've pissed people off. Now you change the game. We're not talking about giving twenty eight million dollars to a wide receiver. Like Devontae, we're not talking about giving five picks for Tyreek Hill and paying up 30. We're talking about fully guaranteed baseball contracts that are trying to come to the NFL. 1 800 707 976. And if I'm Haslam and the GM for the Browns, uh, okay, Doc is a first round pick. I don't care. We got Deshaun Watson for the next 10 years, and we're in the division with Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. So, whatever penalty you're going to do, we'll do the time. So with the owners now pissed off, does that resolve before the Dolphins situation resolves? Good question. Oh, hey, man. I'll tell you right now, that was hush. That was last on the docket. Hey, we were supposed to get to, oh, man, it's lunchtime. Let's go. Come on. Let's get out of here, man. Come on. Told you, man. Don't be doing that. Yeah, we ain't going to hear nothing. They ain't, ain't pressing that that hard. Now, the rule change. OT has been changed. And I think this just adds more to the Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen robbery because I can already hear, you know, Patrick Mahomes apologists. Oh, they didn't change it for Patrick in the New England game. They didn't change it then when we lost to New England, but they changed it for Josh Allen. It shouldn't have been changed, period. And the thing I don't understand is that each team is going to get a uh, possession and go. But why in the hell are you doing this? Why not do this in the regular season, too? Why is this only a post? If they're going to change the OT rules, why stick to the OT rules in the regular season and you get to the postseason and then, oh, by the way, now we're going to do each team get a possession? I don't like, I definitely don't like that part of it. It's the same thing like in the World Cup or in championship soccer where you can't play to a draw. No. The, the de- decreasing the amount of, of potential for injury during the regular season, whereas in the postseason, it's do or die. They Could never you imagine if somebody gets hurt on the fourth OT possession in the regu- in the regular season. Let me ask you this: When we went from field goal, when we went from sudden death to a field goal doesn't beat you, but only a touchdown, 
we made that universal regular season and postseason. Right. This right here is a bunch of it. I mean, it is what it is. It's just it's a bunch of teams that have gotten bitten in the postseason by this rule. They did enough kicking and screaming. First of all, the Colts have been on this for like the last few years because they got done up in, in an OT as well, too. But they needed other people to come to the party. Buffalo, Josh Allen, one of the faces league. They get done. It happened to Patrick. You got enough now to like we got to move something. I just feel I'm not a, I'm not down with it in general. It's better than the sudden death. I thought that the, the only field goal beat you needed to change, we did it. But again, we're in that generation of everybody gets a trophy, and we want to make sure everybody has a fair shot. But if you're going to do that, make it universal during the regular season too, because then that way you get adjusted to it. You come into the this year in the postseason, it's going to be a guinea pig. It's going to be the first time. What and, and watch this postseason? We have zero OT games. No overtime. We just went from like two or three that sent everybody in a panic, like we have to go in and change this rule to where now it's going to be maybe go through a postseason with no OT games. Another thing out of the winter meetings. Well, I don't call them, that's baseball. We don't jack baseball. We the NFL's jacked enough time for baseball this this spring. Um, owners meetings. The other thing, the Rooney rule. The Rooney rule has gotten tweaked. Okay, now get now help me now educate me on this, Jonas. What exactly and educate the audience in regards to what are the changes per se in the Rooney rule? And you had some questions about it. Yeah, so the NFL is now requiring teams to hire minority or 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 a, uh, hire a minority or a woman as an offensive assistant in the expansion of the Rooney rule. Okay, so this is of course in response to Brian Flores. Not enough diversity in the NFL. Of course, also the, the the accusations about the being paid to lose doesn't help anything either. Um, and he didn't feel like he had a fair shot as a minority head coach. But I have a question, and I texted you this the other day. Are they trying to be too specific with this? Okay, to the point where now we're having to say you can't. It's not just hire minorities on your team, or you have to do the interviews. But it's or, or women, but now you have to have them on the offensive side of the ball. Whereas we know historically, defense has been where you'll put the female assistants or a lot of defensive coordinators or minority coaches. But now you're saying specifically the offensive side of the ball. Is this going too far into into forcing um, Title Nine diversity and inclusion? I'll go ahead and answer that when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky Online.com. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, Mr. Sandspin, the one and twos. We'll be back.